Hey guys, my name's Grant Borland, and welcome back to the Thought Collective Podcast. First things first, I'd like to say Happy New Year. Uh, I hope everybody had a safe and enjoyable holiday. Um, And hopefully everybody's ready and recharged to take on uh, 2019. Uh, At the time of recording this, I think it's like January 13th. It's a Sunday. So I'm a little bit bit late to say Happy New Year, but uh, nevertheless, Happy New Year. Um, Anyways... Uh, Today, I kind of wanted to talk about something I've been thinking about for the past two or three days. Um, The thought kind of came to me while writing a a track, um, uh, I don't know, maybe three days ago, and uh, it kind of got me thinking about uh, writer's block, I guess you could say. Um, Loosely, I'll use that term, writer's block. I think it can can apply to people who are struggling with writer's block, but just, I think more so just keeping, keeping ideas flowing is kind of what I want to talk about. Um, you know, I always like hearing people talk about how to get out of writer's blocks because there's, there's so many ways that people get inspired to, to create music or, uh, any, really any kind of, uh, art, whether that be, you know, video or graphic design or painting or whatever, but, you know, there's all sorts of ways to get inspired to write a piece, but um, just speaking from experience, I kind of want to talk about, you know, getting through writer's block um, with music. And um, I think a lot of times for me, um, I write, like I write trailer music, so a lot of a lot of the time I'm going for uh, a lot of the same tools to get certain sounds, and um, it's all about, you know, how fast you can can write a track and get it out to to a publisher and uh after a while man you, you kind of it's almost like muscle memory in a way uh where you're always so inclined to go for these same tools and they start to sound a little uninspiring after a while um you know I think every track I write sounds a little bit different but at the same time I'm kind of generally building my tracks in the same way like for trailer music especially I think I always try starting with like a hook sound, something that's like interesting that like I layer in through the beginning of a track or a build up of a track or whatever that like really kind of captivates a listener to, to a certain sound. And I think that's just what I've been doing for probably, I don't know, the past years. I'm always going for like hook sounds. And, uh, you know, after a while, like that just starts to feel like repetitive. Even like, even if you listen to like my tracks back to back like they might sound different um but to me they they feel the same and uh I think a lot of that has to do with like I'm starting my track the same way you know I I look for a cool hook sound and maybe layer that hook sound with a hit or a a drone or a deep like boom sub kind of thing and then I you know it just it's the same thing over and over and uh after a while you, you get really uninspired uh to write that kind of music and so I, I think like this last track I, I wrote um, my, my whole approach was completely different as to what tools I went to 
And I think it's really important because um, really I went into the, the last track I wrote um, without really planning on writing a track. I think what I did is, you know, I felt very uninspired, so to speak. And uh, I forced myself to sit down and instead of like writing a track, I kind of thought to myself, you know what? I've got a lot of tools, a lot of plugins, whatever. Um, why don't I just start opening up some of these tools and just, just kind of fuck around, you know, like start playing with, you know, different sounds and run those through, I don't know, reverbs or arpeggiators or delay, you know, what? like just mess around for a while. And, uh, you know, what I had done on my track is I took some, some like wood hit synthetic sound I found in Omnisphere. And uh, actually, I think it was part of like a... Uh, an electric drum kit category in Atmosphere, if I remember correctly. But I, I found this really weird, like, organic-sounding, uh, like, percussion, if you will, and uh, it sounded really cool to me. So, you know, I started playing around with Atmosphere's sequencer, which is, if any of you guys use Atmosphere, I think their sequencer is, you know, worth its weight in gold. It's so much, like, more customizable than um, like Logic's is like I've been I write in Logic um, and their sequencer is pretty bare bones but like a lot of the times I've used Logic's uh, or not sequencer or arpeggiator um, a lot of times I use Logic's arpeggiator because it's quick and easy and a lot of times I get the the sound I'm going for but with Omnisphere's uh, arpeggiator sequencer type thing um, like it's a little more a little more in depth like I was controlling like velocity layers and I think with um, Logic's uh, arpeggiator like it's velocity based but as far as I know like it's just a matter of like how hard you hit the keys rather than like manually drawing in the sounds you want so like if like I hit a, like a chord like I got three fingers on three different notes and it's like cycling through those notes over and over like depending on how hard I initially hit each one of those keys is like the locked-in velocity, and with Omnisphere, like, theirs was a little bit different, I could go ahead and, like, you know, draw in the different steps and, like, raise or lower the velocity, and so it didn't really matter how hard I hit that key, like, I was locked into, uh, I was locked into what I had already, like, pre-programmed, which for me was a little, little different than what I was used to, and it actually kind of inspired me to, like, start layering other sounds with that, um, because I was out of the initial like sequence I started putting down was like really really light velocities because it's like this wood hit if you will from atmosphere like sounded really really cool and like ticky um, at low veloci velocities or whatever kind of reminded me a little bit of like clock ticks and I know with trailer music that that was kind of a trend over the past years like every tracks like got this clock tick over and over and over to build tension and uh, I think it was kind of cool to create a similar feel using something other than an instrument or a sound everybody else is using. You know, I'm using a wood hit to get kind of a similar effect, but it sounds different. Like, it's got a different tonality to it, so it also it kind of sounded fresh and inspiring. So, you know, I started layering that, um, and I wasn't planning on writing a track. I just started, you know, playing around with that, but I figured, you know, why don't I go ahead and, like, record like four bars of this sound 
and I'll just let that loop and then I'll just kind of like fuck around with it and see you know what comes of it you know I'm just I'm playing around I'm not expecting myself to like write a track I'm sending to anyone I'm just I'm just having fun really that was like the most important part is I'm just gonna have fun I'm not thinking about anything else I'm just exploring my tools like taking a different route than I would normally take when sitting down to write a track and uh the, the thing was is like after I got that first loop done and I listened to it I started like playing around with other sounds in Omnisphere and uh I had this weird like um weird arpeggiated thing going with some other elements and then I started bringing in some contact libraries there's a library um by by a guy named Daniel James called Project Bravo. I think that's the one I went to. He's got Project Alpha and Project Bravo. And I think I was playing around with Bravo for, for the track I was working on. But it's I was going through some of his um, like pre-made arpeggiated things. And like if you guys know or if you guys have ever listened to like Daniel James before, like he's really known for like his hybrid sound. So like a lot of glitchy like electronic elements behind like a big orchestra and uh so like his sample libraries that he's released are really really geared toward that like glitchy um synthetic sound so I was playing around with some of the arpeggiated stuff in there and uh I started layering in that with my like organic wood sounds from um Omnisphere and uh it really had like a kind of cool contrast to it because it sounded like organic but there was also like this element of like modern production to it and um that that was kind of like a cool sound for me too and uh what I would do is I went ahead and I layered in this project bravo arpeggiated thing and uh I went back and I just automated volume so after every couple bars I would slowly fade the volume up so like you'd start to hear that like glitchy synthetic sound but then it was slowly like fade away and it would come back and forth and go away uh every couple bars just enough to be like there's like some kind of electronic element in that track but like I can't really put my finger on like what it is and uh I think I think it was kind of kind of tasteful um so yeah I started doing that and I you know started playing around with some other things I guess I could get into like every single track but that, that no one really wants to listen to like everything I layered in there but basically the point I'm getting at was like instead of looking for a hook sound I was kind of looking for like or I just started building a track out of like something I, I usually don't start with you know like I think when I've written other tracks yeah I've done arpeggiated glitchy stuff before but it was more like okay this track needs this because I've got everything else going and I want a little bit of motion behind the scenes like but usually it was kind of like an afterthought with most pieces of music I wrote. So to start with something I usually don't start with um, and then building a track around that like really gave me a fresh fresh uh, experience or whatever. I, I guess I don't know what I'm trying to say. But um, so I guess like really it's really important to like let yourself just play with gear once in a while instead of like feeling forced like oh I've got to get this piece of music out or you know like you've got that pressure to always like quickly create and put out like you start to get locked into your certain uh your certain way of writing and uh sometimes it's nice to just take it slow like take a deep breath and just let yourself play around with things I think that's kind of part of the reason why I kind of fell into 
music production and writing music because I love the the freedom I had to just kind of do whatever I wanted. Like, if I wanted to, like, scream into a microphone and run that through auto-tune or something like that, like, that's a horrible idea and it's a horrible example. But you know what I mean? Like, there there's no wrong way to do something. Like, and that's where I felt, like, most creative and I had the most fun is just playing around. Like, don't... I don't know. I think things get stale after a while when you're using the same tools over and over and over. So I don't know. I think that that kind of ties in with writer's block a little bit. Kind of, kind of just a way to like remember to keep things fresh. If you're feeling uninspired and you feel like what you've been doing over the past like few tracks you've written, if it all kind of feels the same, you're going to the same tools, or you know you create a song in the same way. Um, I kind of recommend just changing it up, you know, that, that, you know, that can go for a lot of different things too, I mean, for example, like, I talked about how I started with a different sound, like, an arpeggiated sound, as opposed to, like, using a hook sound like I had been doing, but, like, I've talked to other people, and, like, I've talked about their, like, music writing process, and a lot of people go ahead and they write a track completely backwards, so, like, for trailer music, for example, usually, you listen to a song and it starts out with an intro and then there's a pause and then there's like a build up and then a pause and then like you reach your climax or whatever like the the top peak of the track and then you know sometimes there's like a second climax where like you didn't think the track could get any bigger but it's bigger and then after that there's an outro that's kind of like the basic quick formula for like how a lot of trailer music is written um but, like, a lot of times when I've written tracks, I write it in the order you hear it. So, like, I pull up a, a page, or a, I pull up a session in Logic, and I start to think about, like, okay, like, right now I'm focusing on writing X amount of bars of music for an intro, and then after I get that written and sounded good, I'm going to move on to, like, my build-up, and then after that, you know, like, I go one piece at a time, but, like, I've talked to other people in their writing process, and, like, they write it backwards. So they'll start with, like, the climax. They'll, like, pull up a session, and then they try to make a section of music as loud as they can, and then they fill in the other parts after they they get their climax together. So, like, I think maybe sometimes that's interesting to try, too. If things are feeling stale, why don't you, like, write a track backwards? Um, you know, may, maybe you go ahead and you usually write a track with the climax, like, that's the workflow that works best for you, then I say, like, reverse that and try, you know, writing the intro first, or writing a build-up first, or, you know, and then, like, figure out ways to piece it together, and it's, it's a really, really weird feeling to write music that way, because I've tried it a couple times, just to kind of change my, my ways of, like, thinking about writing music, and it's, it's weird to me, because, I don't know, you, you can get, like, a climax written, and it sounds really big, but then when you go ahead and you're trying to write, like, a build-up up to that, like, you've got to, like, seamu seamlessly uh, write music that kind of transitions into that next piece so they sound like they go together. And sometimes that's, like, challenging enough, which is fun. Like, sometimes writing music is a challenge, and that, like, keeps it exciting, too. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think just... If you feel stuck or you feel like you're writing music in the same way over and over and things are starting to feel like a little stale for you, like try writing with like different tools. Uh, start at a different start point than you normally would or, you know, most importantly, let yourself just 
take a few hours and like fuck around, like play around with with different tools. I think that's kind of why I like having like hardware synthesizers in my studio because of course it's faster to go ahead and pull up like a series of like serum or omnisphere or whatever and go to a preset that sounds cool and like a lot of times like I do that they sound great and if I'm like trying to put something out really fast like I'll go to those but like going ahead and actually having a hardware synthesizer is fun like for just messing around uh, a lot of times I'll use my synthesizers and I'll make uh like sequences or arpeggiated kind of kind of synth notes and I'll try to make them sound really cool or gritty or whatever and then that's all I'll write I'll write that and then I'll export that and then I'll have my own like synthesizer loops um, to drop into tracks later on down the road too so that kind of that kind of almost gives your your music your own sound too is you're not using presets if in your spare time you're just messing around like creating stuff uh, with different tools to use at a later date, like that's cool too. That kind of gives your music a little more like individuality, I would say too. Um, and I've been doing that a lot, like whether it's like synthesizers or if I'm using guitars and like running them through like massive reverbs to make like really cool like drone sounds. Like I've got so many private sample library plugins or whatever, like I've made through Contact to just use in my work later on like if I'm not feeling inspired to write a piece of music sometimes it's not worth pushing it just like I don't know make stuff like focus on sound design or something like that to help you out when you are feeling inspired and uh, I found I find that that method really really kind of helps me down the road and, and if you feel good about yourself too like there's nothing worse than like sitting down and not being able to or not feeling inspired to write a piece of music and then you're just done for the day like like you want to feel productive but like you can't force you can't force the inspiration so sometimes like just taking a deep breath and playing around with something else or focusing on something else that'll help you later on is more than enough and like you, you feel productive like I, I feel so productive some days if I'm not feeling the music thing I just take my little like hand recorder and I go out and I'll record things around my apartment or I'll go to like a co-worker's house and we'll like shoot guns or something like that and I'll I'll record all those sounds actually like I've done that once we went we went out to a co-worker's house and we were like firing just a bunch of weapons and I was sitting there recording them all I took them home and I was processing all those gunshots and whatnot and I was coming up with like awesome awesome impacts and slams and stuff like that that like are constantly making their way into my my tracks today like I've gone ahead in my apartment like my girlfriend's bike has like a bike bell on it I've gone ahead and I've just recorded the little ding on the bike bell I run that through like sound toys plugins or something like that and like that bike bell like gets stretched out and it sounds like a scary like synthetic scream that like is awesome for like horror tracks so I don't know like you start doing that kind of stuff like doing kind of the song prep beforehand um, I don't know, you start to feel inspired and I think that kind of gives you your, you your own sound, like your music starts to be a little more, like, a little more you, you put a little bit more of yourself in your music rather than using sounds like you've heard from like 10,000 other composers, you know, like everybody know, like I think every composer, especially like trailer composer can sit there and like watch a trailer and be like, oh, like there's a hit from Gravity or 
there's a drum loop from damage or something. You know, like you start to like pick out those kind of things. I can't tell you how many times I've done that. I'd be like, oh, I've got that sound or I've got that sample or whatever. And uh, not even trailer music. I see people talk about it all the time with other kind of music. Like they'll hear a song and they're like, hey, I've got that sample or whatever. And I think that's just the funniest thing. So I think it's some it's to your benefit to kind of make your own sounds on top of that to to kind of um, make your sound your own. But yeah, I've been rambling for a while. Um, but yeah, I guess I'll, I'll end it there. Um, I hope that kind of inspires someone or if someone's feeling stuck, I kind of hope that kind of gives them a different perspective on how they should approach their next track. Um, like I think most importantly, just don't take it too seriously. Just let yourself have fun. Like. I guess be a kid about it, for lack of a better analogy, like, just goof around with it, and, like, you'll find some cool sounds, and I think those sounds you find, like, the sounds that, um, like, catch your ear are the sounds that make you you, you know, I'll listen to music, and, like, I think that's why everybody kind of has, like, different music tastes, too, like, I'll listen to music, and, uh, like, I'll pick up certain things that I like about that, and, like, I use them in my own stuff, like, I could listen to, I don't know, I could listen to a trailer track, for example, and I might really, really like the, um, like the sound design portion of it, or I might really like how they, they built their intro, where someone else can listen to that track, and they're like, I really like the orchestration behind it, so like, I think the things you listen to in music really kind of are a reflection of like, what makes your sound your own, too, um, because, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think my sound, per se, is, like, kind of my own interpretation of the music that I love to listen to. And uh, it's, you know, I, I listen to my sound, and I think, like, I'm still developing my own sound, but I, I listen back on the past, like, I don't know, 20, 25 tracks I've written, and I can tell it's, like, my own track. Um, and I think that's just because, like, there's certain things that I liked in music growing up that kind of stuck out to me, and I apply those those sounds to my own music in my own way, and uh, it just gives gives music a little bit more of my own personality. It's a little more authentic that way too. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think another point, last point I'll say too is uh, when I personally write music, I always try to do one thing differently. Like, so I'll be writing a track or whatever, and like, let's say, let's just say I'm going ahead and I'm building a track the same way I always do. I'm writing a trailer track, per se. I'm finding my hook sound or whatever, um, and I'm, I'm building the track as I always would. I always try to make it a goal to do one thing in a track I would not have thought of doing beforehand. Um, and that could be anything. I mean, that could be something as simple as like, I don't know, like, I'm going to throw Decapitator on some drums or on, on a bass or on a synth or something. Something like I normally wouldn't have done on my own beforehand. And like sometimes you get really, really cool results from like taking risks and taking chances like that. And uh, it, it just makes that, that piece of music like that much more special to you um, because you're always focusing on like bettering your music in one way. Like... 
if I'm not even sitting down writing music, I'll be at work or something, I'll always like write music in my head. It just kind of pops in my head. Uh, like last Friday, I went ahead and I had a song in my head that like I just came up with. So like I quickly tried writing down my ideas of like what my like what I was thinking of so I could go back later and like start recording that. But like a lot of times I'll get songs in my head like that and I'll notice that like my brain wants to go for certain trends. They want to go to like certain chord patterns or, or whatever, certain like uh, percussion like lines or fills or whatever. Like, like I think my brain or anyone's brain is kind of wired to think in a similar way. So it's important when you take those ideas and you put them into like your DAW or your recording setup you start flushing out a track it's important to take those ideas and yeah it might be fine like if you got a drum fill you always go to it might be important to go ahead and like quickly lay that down so you get the idea but then going back afterwards and maybe like changing up that fill to something like you wouldn't have thought of in your head initially um it just it just makes that piece of music more special to you so i don't know yeah i hope me rambling about ways I get out of writer's block or ways I inspire myself kind of helps you if you know you're you're stuck on a track right now I always love love hearing people's ways of getting out of writer's block like I've got things like uh there's this card set I have from uh an artist named Brian Eno it's called Oblique Strategies by Brian Eno and uh there's another guy I can't think of his name there's two guys but Brian Eno's the guy I know and basically it's it's a card set of like really really out there ideas and uh it's fun to sometimes just take one of those random cards read it and then like it'll give you an idea on like how to how to write a song like I don't know um so like sometimes I've read about that so I bought a set of those cards and uh those have helped me too that's like that's a way to get out of out of writer's block is to like focus on a card with one specific idea and see if you can apply that to the track you're currently working on. I don't know, there's there's a lot of different different techniques, but I don't know, I hope me rambling kind of helped you think think outside of your your box or your normal uh workflow. Um so with that, I guess I'll I'll end it here. Thank you guys for listening and uh I'll see you on the next one.